The Atlantic provinces outline plans to partly resume what they call the Atlantic bubble, terms by which the four provinces in the region allow residents to travel freely between the four. New York drops COVID restrictions today and Governor Cuomo has announced fireworks at 9.15 tonight at locations across the state. Vermont's state of emergency ends tonight at midnight and with that certain aid for those who are homeless and food insecure may go within a month's time. The Scott administration has a plan for dealing with that. Cloudy and 69 degrees in St. Johnsbury at 6.15 with rain on the way, a low 50 tonight. Hey dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Talk to your doctor about creating a plan that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at ManageYourBP.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. This is Bob's World, Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. Good evening, I'm Bob Welch. Here's what's happening to 6.16 p.m. The Atlantic provinces are outlining plans to partly resume their travel bubble with some specific regional requirements as of June 23rd. Newfoundland and Labrador Premier Andrew Fury announced today that travelers from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island will be allowed in without having to self-isolate or get tested for COVID. He says the move is possible because COVID-19 case numbers have remained low in the province while vaccination rates are climbing steadily. Likewise, Nova Scotia is crediting low hospitalizations and high vaccination rates for their province's move to allow visitors from other Atlantic provinces with no 14-day isolation period required. Prince Edward Island will allow people from the other Atlantic provinces who have obtained a so-called PEI pass, which will provide proof of residency and of at least a single dose of vaccine to enter the province without self-isolating as of June 23rd, while unvaccinated travelers will need to complete a shortened self-isolation period. Islanders who want to travel around Atlantic Canada and return without self-isolating may also apply for the pass. New Brunswick will reopen to residents of Nova Scotia's Cumberland County without self-isolation for now. Residents of the rest of Nova Scotia are not expected to be allowed to enter New Brunswick without self-isolating until at least July 1st. That Cumberland County is right next to the New Brunswick-Nova Scotia line. The province is also ready to move to phase one of reopening. New Brunswick is the New Brunswick Premier announced today, having reached its target of 75% of people age, over age 12 being at least partially vaccinated. That story from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And you can tell from the pace of that that the reopening of the Canada-U.S. border will probably be 
happening a little bit later than the way Americans would like as we are further along the timeline of getting everyone vaccinated. Speaking of which, fireworks will light up the night sky tonight after New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo announced state-mandated coronavirus restrictions are being lifted immediately. As new data shows, 70 percent of adults in New York have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. The data was released late last night by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Governor Cuomo had previously said that the state would lift the remaining restrictions when the state hit the benchmark. Capacity limits, social distancing, cleaning and disinfection, health screening and contact information for tracing will now become optional for retail, food services, offices, gyms and fitness centers, amusement and family entertainment, hair salons, barbershops and personal care services, among other social and commercial settings. Mask rules would still apply to large-scale event venues, pre-K to 12 schools, public transit, homeless shelters, correctional facilities, nursing homes and health care facilities. Unvaccinated individuals will still be responsible for maintaining proper social distancing of six feet and wearing a mask as per federal CDC guidance. WCBS 880's report also said uh, that uh, during his press conference today, the governor stressed that New York State has become an extremely lo- come an extremely long way over the last 15 months and possibly even longer. To celebrate the milestone, Cuomo confirmed there will be fireworks displays across the state at 9.15 tonight. Some municipalities had already started to post details about the event prior to the governor's press conference. The village of Nyack, for uh, example, in the lower Hudson Valley announced the state will host uh, their fireworks show in Memorial Park at 9 p.m. 15 minutes earlier than the scheduled time. Fireworks will also be held in New York Harbor, Jones Beach State Park, Binghamton University, Empire State Plaza. That is what we call the egg in Albany. It looks like a giant egg if you've been there. Lake Placid Club further north, Niagara Falls State Park, Rochester Dome Arena, New York State Fairgrounds in Syracuse and in downtown Utica. Vermont's state of emergency ends tonight at midnight after the state reached Governor Phil Scott's goal of vaccinating 80% of the eligible population and lifted restrictions, but he's replacing that order with a different one to bridge the gap for those who still need help. WCX reports advocates say the problem of Vermonters still experiencing homelessness and food insecurity is immense. Starting next month, the state is laying down new eligibility requirements for rooms and offering financial help for those in need. The governor tells Channel 3 in Vermont, We want to make sure that when lifting this order, people who have relied on some of the programs and services aren't left behind. He says a new executive order he is signing will accomplish those goals, including keeping the Vermont National Guard on standby to administer vaccines and continued funding for federal food and housing programs. Starting next month, there are new eligibility criteria for Vermont's Hotel Vulture program. Vermont spent $80 million on it last year to make it more sustainable. Roughly 700 people will be phased out. Older Vermonters, those with children, people with disabilities, and those at risk of domestic violence will be able to stay for another three months. Those who don't qualify will be given a $2,500 stipend to support them as they transition to staying with friends, 
care homes or camps. Eligible Vermonters moving to their own housing can get up to $8,000 to help with the move. Agency of Health and Human Services Secretary Mike Smith told WCAX, we will continue to do everything possible to make sure the transition to a permanent solution, permanent housing, is available. 30 days after the emergency order expires, Vermont's eviction moratorium will end, too. There's $375 million in federal rental assistance, but advocates like Grace Pasden with Vermont Legal Aid say the rollout of those funds has been slow, and they worry that many can't access those funds in time to avoid eviction. The Bob's World four-day forecast for this evening. Rain showers with clearing overnight, low 50. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun for northeast Vermont, northern New Hampshire, and southern Quebec, high 70. Tomorrow night, a few clouds from time to time, low 45. Thursday, sunny, high 73. Partly cloudy skies Friday morning will give way to cloudy skies in the afternoon, high 80. Mostly cloudy early with thunderstorms developing later Saturday, high of 80. Looking around the region at 624, the temperature picture sounds like this. Montreal cloudy 61, Boston partly sunny 69, Midtown Manhattan sunny 75, Ogdensburg mostly cloudy 65, Bangor mostly cloudy 69, Hartford mostly cloudy 75, sun is out in Chatham Cape Cod and 70, Springfield, Massachusetts, partly sunny, 76. It is 68 in rain in Berlin, New Hampshire. In Putnam County, New York, Kent Corners is reporting 73 and sunny skies. Halifax, 55 and cloudy. St. John, 57 and cloudy. Eastport, Maine, 55 and cloudy. Rockland on mid-coast, cloudy and 63. And in southern Maine, south of Portland, 66, mostly cloudy in Old Orchard Beach. The particulars from St. Johnsbury at 625, 68 degrees, mostly cloudy with the threat of rain. Uh, looking out my window here in St. Johnsbury, I am seeing darkening skies. And if it is raining where you are at 625, then uh, it wouldn't be at all surprising. Uh, watch uh, for scattered rain showers. That is the weather word for tonight with a low of 51. It is good air quality with the index number of 35 and the visibility 9.3 miles. The barometric pressure 29.64 inches of mercury and the wind is out of the west at 3 miles an hour. Again, 68 and cloudy with a threat of rain going down to 51 with scattered rain tonight. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when there are parched or windy conditions out there, you got to be extra careful with things like burning yard waste. After all, wildfires can start anywhere, even in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. <laughs> 
Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Nearly 200-year-old church in the village of Bellows Falls in southeast Vermont may soon be demolished. The former church, which most recently was used as a YMCA, has fallen into disrepair. The current owner had plans to turn the building into an arts center, but needed repairs to the structure have proven too much, too costly. WCAX reports the church dates back to the 1830s. The town of Rockingham, which encompasses Bellows Falls, has spent thousands of dollars simply to prevent the public from getting too close to the ailing structure. Town and village officials will meet at the end of the month to discuss the best path forward. Officials say they are simply running out of options when it comes to saving the structure. Over to Nova Scotia now, and in particular Grand Lake in the Halifax region. Eric and Ellen Levin have lived on the shore of that lake, Grand Lake in Nova Scotia, for 13 years. The recent advisory against using water drawn from the lake for any purpose means they've had to use bottled water for everything from making tea, coffee, to washing dishes for the past five days. Uh, they tell CTV Atlantic they've been getting their bottled water and taking showers at the East Hans Aquatic Center in the area. Uh, while they are managing, they are concerned about the long wait for information as to what is causing the problem in the lake. Mr. Levin tells CTV Atlantic, this is the problem, the lack of information that's getting to us. We were told to shut down, we did that right away, and then we're waiting to hear, and we're hearing nothing. Well, this afternoon, Julie Towers, who is the Deputy Minister of the Provincial Department of Environment and Climate Change, provided an update on the province's water investigation at Shubenacadie Grand Lake. Ms. Towers says the National Research Council lab did confirm that there are, micro, there are the microsystems, the toxins associated with blue-green algae that were collected on Friday. At least at this point in time, we do know that blue-green algae did occur and that there was a bloom. Towers says the department's still waiting for other chemical tests to come in, but she says it means people must still be cautious and continue to refrain from using or coming into contact with the lake water. Last Thursday, Nova Scotia issued an advisory against any usage of the water from Grand Lake, including drinking, cleaning, and swimming for both people and pets. That advisory, by the way, was issued after a woman became sick and her two dogs died after coming into contact with the water at Grand Lake. In the Oakfield community of the Halifax Regional Municipality, once was its own town, but some 20 years ago at this point, uh, all of Halifax County became uh, legally a part of the city of Halifax. And so that's the reason why we uh, call it that, Halifax Regional Municipality, HRM for short. Residents who draw water from the lake or who have wells in close proximity have been advised to find other sources of water until further notice. Residents on municipal water in both Halifax and uh, the area of East Hans have been told their water supply is safe. The stresses and tribulations of uh, finding out information as to the quality of your water when you know something has happened that is very wrong, uh, a pain that... Uh, uh, any of us would feel in the same situation. A preliminary National Transportation Safety Board report uh, about a, a rail accident in New Hampshire uh, says five attempts were made to connect two rail cars during a switching operation before a Pan Am Railways conductor was pinned between them and died. 
This happened in Newington, New Hampshire. Police there uh, received a call on May 19th about the worker, identified as 61-year-old Dale Jenkins of Seabrook. Jenkins and a crew member had to pick up three empty rail cars and set out two loaded rail cars. Now, the report from the Associated Press, uh, quoting the uh, NTSB, says preliminary information indicates that two of the three rail cars to be picked up were not properly coupling together after five previous attempts. It was the sixth attempt that got the conductor pinched between the two coupling mechanisms. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Tuesday, June the 15th, the 166th day of 2021, with 199 days left in the year. And before we get to the birthdays, a comment about the frequency of this podcast. We have been doing this weekdays since January the 11th. And uh, what is coming up uh, out of my lips is to say that we are going to be putting this on a bit of a summer break, uh, beginning uh, at the end of at the end of business on the twenty uh, fourth, uh, Thursday, uh, June the twenty fourth, and uh, well, I, I I'm scheduled to be uh, away um, uh, from the twenty fifth onward. Uh, Going to be having a, a little weekend for me, but uh, here's what happens in the summertime. Uh, people are, uh, and, and we're, you know, the pandemic is over, so we don't have as much spare time to, uh, put together such a, a podcast, nor do we have, nor many of us don't have as much time to listen to the podcast. Of course, we're out and about doing things and that's good. That's progress. We're getting ourselves uh, on our feet again. And another reason is that there may be some uh, uh, relocation going on during uh, the summer. And uh, now, if uh, we may break the hiatus for uh, an interview with someone that I've been, you know, trying to get on for, uh, so we'll break for that. And, uh, you know, if there is some uh, sort of major a story that comes out, and we want to get an interview with regards to that, to to shed light. Then we will break the uh, we will break the hiatus. Um, I, I may be on once a week in the month of July. Uh, once might be on once a week in the month of July. 
uh, but uh, you know, don't, don't expect a uh, a weekday kind of thing that you had been getting used to uh, as we go through the summer. But you're, well, I'm still with you for uh, the until uh, the end of next week, uh, the 24th on the on the daily on the weekday uh, basis here. It's just that uh, there are things that are happening. This is an extra that I do. I enjoy doing it. But uh, there are uh, things that are going on in my professional life that uh, are, are going to be uh, needing their attention. Add the fact that uh, I have the final, uh, the final stretch of graduate school, which is the, uh, they call it the capstone which appears from the playbill that they handed me when I walked in the theater. <laughs> I didn't walk in a theater and nobody handed me a playbill, but that is the best way to describe what I read and, and uh, what they handed me. And it was on a screen, so they didn't even hand me anything. It was that uh, this was something that was going to be uh, seven weeks of something that was extremely involved. So that is another reason why I'm kind of putting this on a hiatus now. If there was, you know, I've been trying to get in touch with an, with an author, and I, they gave me to look at the book. Uh, and I've been trying to get uh, time to chat with her. And, and uh, she is a busy woman. Her day job as a is uh, as a reporter for Bloomberg, uh, you know, that, that worldwide uh, business news gathering organization, and they make an awful lot of money out of the Bloomberg terminal for the stock traders. And it is with the proceeds from that that they're able to hire all of these reporters. I mean, it's, it's, like, the, it's like the media, it's like the one of the few media organizations I've seen where the media organization is almost secondary as far as a revenue source. Uh, because, you know, they get radio and, and that, that's free to air. And they run the stream of Bloomberg on the Bloomberg app. And, and you can watch that, believe it or not, without actually being on cable. So it, it, it's a funny thing with them. I mean, there is revenue coming from the commercials, but the Bloomberg terminal is paying the bills. In any event, uh, I'll be trying to have her on, and just who she is, is, the name is coming to my head here, Alyssa Parenti, because I have a bit of a brain fog. Uh, 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 Alyssa Parenti from Bloomberg has written a book about the life and uh, the uh, right up until the the execution of the uh, Rosenberg couple uh, Julius and and Ethel Rosenberg uh, who in 1951 were sentenced to death and following their conviction uh, the the um, yeah yeah uh, and and so she has written a novel about this it it's it's sort of a, a well, you know, we'll, we'll get into it when, when we have her on to chat about the book. But it was a wonderful book, and, uh, uh, you know, I realize she's, she's got all sorts of uh, uh, appointments with others in order to chat about it. So I understand where I am in, in, the, in the ladder of, you know, I mean, if I were still WDEV, I'm sure uh, it would have been much easier to, to do this. But uh, 
Uh, it is little old me and my tiny podcast here with what is turned out to be an amazing listenership for something that's just sort of oriented for me. And I have a footprint of, uh, you know, on Twitter. But my Twitter followers will see, will see what a new episode has posted. And people who have already subscribed to it, thank you. Uh, you see when a new episode comes up. But aside from that, that's it. And there's no revenue uh, that I get from it. Uh, no, no, nobody's paying me a wage uh, or, or anything. Uh, and and uh, all that aside, it's been a wonderful pleasure being with you over these couple of months and uh, giving me practice behind the mic again because I missed it. And also, uh, uh, darn it all, I enjoy doing this, and, and I'm amazed at, at how it got off the ground and, and how the audience has grown. I don't like to brag too much about it, but I'm astounded at there are people who listen to this in the United Arab Emirates along with Australia, the United Kingdom, Germany, along with a couple of Canadian provinces and a number of U.S. states going out as far west as Texas. So I find all of that uh, uh, welcoming, and I thank you for, for listening. But this will be turning into a weekly uh, for July, and that will start on, that won't start on June the 30th, it will start the first, we'll try to get it on a, a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, uh, starting with July the 7th, because, you know, the Canada Day on the 4th of July will be over at that point, so we'll start it on a weekly basis on the 7th, uh, so the 7th, 14th, 21st, 28th, thereabouts and then August it 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 may be off completely for the month of August and then we'll be back at the swing of things in in September at which point I will have an update as to uh, where we're going from there and where I may be originating the podcast from <laughs> all sorts of stuff happening when you graduate graduate school with an MBA and 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 the opportunities are are endless and you're wondering what what the next step is but there will be a next step and I'll let you know about it here. June the 15th. I already mentioned that it was the 166th day of 2021. Birthdays, R&B singer Ruby Nash Garnett of Ruby and the Romantics is 87. Funk musician Leo Nucentelli of The Meters is 75. Actor Simon Callow, 72. Russell Hitchcock of Air Supply, 72. We already played some Air Supply a couple of days ago, so we're not going to play Air Supply as our musical selections today. You'll find out what were our musical selections coming up. There's your tease. Actor, comedian Jim Belushi, 67. Country singer Terry Gibbs, 67. Julie Haggerty is 66. She played Elaine Dickinson, the wartime girlfriend of Ted Stryker played by Robert Hayes in the 1980 movie Airplane, it may just be the funniest movie ever made. And if you have not seen the movie Airplane, for crying out loud, go watch it. <laughs> Brad Gillis of Night Ranger is 64. Baseball Hall of Famer Wade Boggs played for the Red Sox and 
Maybe another team or two in there. I forget. It's kind of fuzzy at this point. But Wade Boggs is 63. Helen Hunt is 58. Courtney Cox, 57. Country musician Michael Britt of Lone Star, 55. Rap rapper Ice Cube is 62. Imagine being born on a hot day in June and going by the name of Ice Cube as your, as your stage name. That, that, that must not have taken all that much thought. Actress Leah Remini is 51. Neil Patrick Harris, 48. Rock musician Wayne Sermon of Imagine Dragons, 37. Olympic gold medal gymnast Madison Cotian is 24. And on this date in 1973, Motown Records released Marvin Gaye's most successful single, Let's Get It On.
Bob's World with Let's Get It On. 6.48 says that clock on the wall as we record here. In the year 1215, England's uh, King John put his seal to the Magna Carta at Runnymede. 1775, the Second Continental Congress voted unanimously to appoint George Washington, head of the Continental Army. 1864, Secretary of War Edwin M. Stanton signed an order establishing a military burial ground, which became Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. 1902, the 20th Century Limited, an express passenger train between New York and Chicago, began service. The Limited made its last run December 1967, the route currently being served to this day by... The Lakeshore Limited, serving the exact same route. And the New England States, which ran from Boston to Chicago, is now the Boston section of that train. It is not an express, no. It makes numerous stops in communities along the way hearing a rumble of thunder in my ear <laughs> there uh yeah the, the the cloudy skies are showing up uh the emergency alert system may kick in in the background you may hear it 1904 more than a thousand people died when fire erupted aboard the steamboat general slocum and new york's east river 1934 president franklin Delano roosevelt signed an act making the national guard part of the u.s army in the event of war or national emergency. 1944, American forces began their successful invasion of Saipan during World War II. B-29 Superfortress carried out their first raids on Japan. 1955, the U.S. and Britain signed a cooperation agreement concerning atomic information for mutual defense purposes. 1985, the Shiite Muslim hijackers of a TWA Boeing 727 and the rain begins to pour outside our St. Johnsbury uh, uh, field headquarters. Uh, the Shiite Muslim hijackers of a TWA Boeing 727 uh, beat and shot one of their hostages in 1985. On this date, the U.S. Navy uh, diver Robert Statham, age 23, throwing him out of the plane to die on a tarmac at Beirut Airport. 1988, the baseball romantic comedy Bull Durham, starring Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon, was released by Orion Pictures. 1991, Mount Pinatubo in the northern Philippines exploded in one of the biggest volcanic eruptions of the 20th century, killing about 800 people. I remember watching that footage back then as it happened. 1996, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, the uh, first lady of song, died in Beverly Hills. She was 79. And we leave you with Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong with Summertime. As I hit the button to get it started. This has been Bob's World for Tuesday, June the 15th. I'm Bob Welch. Good luck and be well.
Stay. 